Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. And since it's Monday, you know it. It is that time of the week. I'm going to bring in the drum rolls as well for the one and the only Sadia Osmani. How I've got are my you? sparkly outfit on for yes, you. Yes, you do, Sadia. How's your voice doing? My voice is still a wee bit croaky, isn't it? You can hear it. It just gets a bit funny. So I've got some water. So if I need to take a little bit of sip, I, I don't know. I'm hoping yeah. it'll just sort of settle down. I think Health is well. Yeah. Remember how poorly I was last week. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing the You're show. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just my fever wouldn't break. Yeah. yeah, it's going around. I think there's a lot of it. I think there's a sudden weather, um, the change in temperature as well, which has an effect Maybe. on people. And people are still sitting in air conditioned places, then they go out and, and they go in. So I think these things are just, just, it just happens, doesn't it? I'm getting my flu jab later on uh, when I finish work. As I haven't had it in a few years, but I just thought, oh, I was so sick. I, I don't want to get Oh, what's... did you get an effect from it? Well, um, I got, to, I had tonsillitis last, uh, acute tonsillitis. Okay. Um, and it was just so, so, so bad um, that my, I just, it was a, it was an infection. Oh, well, good luck. Yeah, I hope yeah. it goes well. Yeah, I hope I it goes like well. I don't like jabs. Yeah. <laughs> I avoid them as much yeah. as I can. But. I think it'll be okay. I'll feel better knowing that, knowing that my chances of getting the flu yeah. will be lessened, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you've got kids, so you're going to, they're going to bring in all sorts I of things. I know. So. Oh, probably going to get it regardless. <laughs> Your immune system has been working over time, I think. <laughs> it is, yeah. So you've got an interesting topic for our listeners. Yeah, interesting. I'm always kind of scanning the papers and looking at things. And I saw an interesting article in The Economist and um, and it was it was saying about novel ways that older people find love in China. Supposedly, and um, and the their the kind of opening sentence was this: the, I'll read it. It says the man who must be in his seventies says he has money, even a pension and a house, and the similarly aged woman looks unimpressed. Across a phone connection, they are sizing each other up, but the host senses a lack of interest, and with the tap of a button, the connection is cut. <laughs> That's quite interesting. So basically, this is a typical scene from a popular kind of live stream um, program featuring old people looking for love. And what, uh, what the setup is, gen- the just setup's generally the same. There's elderly singles and they can flick through like different rooms on their phones, checking out other prospects. And if one of them catches their eye, they can request to join the room. And then the host plays the role of a doorman or a matchmaker or a bouncer, right? And so when the two people hit it off, they, you know, they give contact details, they exchange those, and the host receives a fee. And the spectacle draws a bit of a crowd. And one host has up, upwards of 500,000 followers, right and live streams are one of many new ways that old people are actually trying to find love and data from Beidou an online search giant suggests that more than half of the 100 million registered users of Pair a dating app are 50 or older and it's interesting it says across China more than 50 million singles who are middle aged or older than that's people who are 50 or above are looking for love and marriage. Oh, wow. um, that and that was created. That's created market value ranging from thirty billion to fifty billion yuan. That's four point seven billion to seven point nine billion dollars. Um, that's according to Age Club, a consulting and incubation service.
service platform focusing on senior care businesses. You wouldn't think, I suppose, when you think of the older, people are living longer. People may have lost spouses or they may have, you know, lost. Or um, maybe got married too young. Got young or divorced or whatever it is. So given the number of people that are of that age, you can see that, yes, there is real demand. It says, with the rapid growth of the senior population, there is an increasing demand for matchmaking for those in need. Although they have limited ways of finding new partners, they have shown strong willingness and ability to pay for services. So there's no lack of, they've got money and they're happy to put the money into trying to find those people. Um, And then common ways for middle-aged and senior people to meet prospective new love interests include matchmaking events at parks, TV reality shows and online dating platforms. I can imagine, you know, the picnics in the park and I can imagine sort of online dating, but going on telly to find love. (laughs) I suppose it's kind of like, you know, um, first dates again. Have you seen that in the UK on Channel 4? Yeah, they have like those first date programs where all they need to do is flip it over to somebody older. That's all they I, need to do, really. Exactly. But then just to have that whole experience on telly, yeah. you know, I just feel a bit I know. Sort of, well, one way awkward. or the other, that's awkward anyway, isn't it? Exactly. And just to know that yeah. you've got the nation watching you. I, rem- I remember a number of years ago... Um, that might actually put you on your best behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, when I was working for a charity in UK which was looking after sort of older people, I remember going to an event and there was um, a guy who was very looking looking very fit, looking very well. He was quite old. And, and when I was talking to him, I said, oh, you know, he, he mentioned, he said, do you know how old I am? And I said, oh, how old? And he said, I'm 97. Oh, wow. And he was amazing. Like, was and he hitting on you, Sadia? No, no, no. And he okay. said, I'm, I've just got married, he said. And oh. she's very young. And I said, how old is she? And he said, 78. <laughs> and he said, we're going to Kenya and we're going on a safari. And I was thinking, crikey, like, you know. But he was how, just... How old say, 97. 97. He was. I couldn't believe it. And I just and thought... And she's 78. She's, and he said, she's a young one. Yeah. So and, about 20, 20 year yeah. difference, which sounds like a big age gap for for us, but is it as big when you're nine in your nineties and in your seventies? Well, I don't know. I mean, like you've you seen know, it all for ninety-seven. I mean, yeah. you know, I, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> but he was—he was—he was, he really did look very good for his age, and he was obviously—he was absolutely okay to converse with me. He was absolutely yeah. fine, standing there having a drink, and and it was an event, and. And and I thought, wow, look at you. I want to be like that at 97. Well, not remarrying, (laughs) but sort of, you know, having a drink and chatting away. But so then it just shows you that because now what is happening is if you think that now 50 is the new 40 or, you know, all of these things. People look for different things. I think in your 20s when you're going out and stuff, you know, it's... I suppose it's more physical, dare I say. You know, this is companionship. This is companionship. You want some tranquility in your life. You want somebody who you can sit next to, have a cup of tea. Although I I take this back. You know, I know many people who I've worked with, you know, in my 20s, they want the companionship. And not to say they're not looking for, you know, a a bit of fun, (laughs) but they want that. What they miss is, and when I speak to my friends who are, yes, I have younger friends, yes, um, and all they want is companionship. They want somebody where they can come home 
after a long day from work where they and can sit down chill. and have Netflix and chill, yeah. uh, literally. Yeah. And that's it's not coded for anything. I think it's about yeah. a friend. And I think that's what your spouse, over years, your spouse just becomes your soulmate because they have, there's so much memories, there's so much stuff invested in that relationship. You know each other so well that, you know, just the thought of trying to start with somebody else is a difficult, it's a difficult thing. But, yeah. but I can imagine that, you know, as you get older, if you are alone, you are left to your own devices because, you know, children have their own independent lives. Um, so people, and I think, yeah, what's wrong with it? If you are reaching that age and you still want that, then go for it. And, you know, when I was looking into this and doing the research for it, uh, I was looking into some things and they said there's another app. It's called like Middle-Aged and Elderly. And it was launched in 2019 and that's grown in popularity. The same year, the founder of Beihe, China's largest dating service, left the company to start Leisure Island, a social network for the elderly that has dating features. Oh, wow. Interesting. And, and demand for such product, products is being driven by an increase in the elderly population, obviously, because we have a, an elder, you know, a massive aging growing population. population. And nearly 210 million Chinese people are over 65 or over, up from around 160 million five years ago. So you can see how drastically that's increased. Plus, the average life expectancy in China is up, rising from just 73 in 2005 to almost 78 today. Mm. And I would say that probably in other countries, certainly in Mediterranean countries and things like that, where they're known to have long lifespans because of their diets, things like that. People are probably living well into their 90s, you know. Absolutely. You know, Sadia, when you were telling me about this bit of um, chinwag that you were going to do, I, I did some research on my own. <laughs> right. And this is according to um, oh, the, the National Council uh, on Aging, and they have five golden rules for senior dating and intimacy. <laughs> Says number one, meet in public first because dating as an older adult can be exciting new adventure. Uh, but on the first date, always meet in a public place and continue to do so until you feel at ease with the person. And I think that goes for yeah, any dating. Yeah, um, yeah. And then number two is stick to your boundaries. Now, as an older adult, you know what you feel comfortable with. So play by your own rules and don't worry about what others your age are doing. And it says if you don't want to kiss on your first date, then you don't have to do that. <laughs> um, and then next one is discuss sex up front um, and it says you know um, having sex isn't a given and, and you may no longer have the libido that you once did so by discussing it and being honest and setting the boundaries and expectations that's important never thought of it as a golden rule <laughs> um, and then it says um, uh, Oh, it goes straight to number five. Where's number four? Oh, that's very weird. Um, anyway, the, the the fifth one I think is an it's an important one. Never give or send anybody money. Yeah. Um, the dating scene um it, uh, is a hotbed for for con artists who mm. are eager uh, to take advantage of of trusting yeah. seniors. And it's true. You see a lot of these honey traps. You see because a lot of these. Because you are at this age where you have a pension, you have a house, you have something. You know. It's your, it's the nest that you've been kind of accumulating over time. So you can see that that would be a major target. Exactly. Somebody could come in and swizz you of everything and say, yes, let's marry. And then before you know it, they've lost There's everything. No, exactly. <gasps> oh, and you have so to have awful. a prenup. Exactly. Oh, so awful to just think about, isn't it? It's and just, also, what will your children think? I'm not saying you have to leave things for your children. Yeah. Not at all. Your money is your money. If anything, I encourage older people 
to spend their money, enjoy your life. You've worked so hard for it, yeah. you know. Um, but then if you were going to leave something, yeah. um, don't leave it to that new person. Yeah, forget about leaving something. <laughs> I'm thinking that what also maybe stops older people from searching for a compa- for a you know a potential marriage partner or somebody is the children to tell you the oh. truth because suddenly you know culturally if mm. you think about what's accepted in certain cultures and what's not um there may be kind of objections because the children find it hard to think why 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 do you need somebody now you've got us you've yeah. got the children you've got you don't need that, and but then, that's not true because children have their own lives. Yeah, you have your lots own of, friends. I think culturally, parents it's also deserve, what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah. You know, it's just like being a single parent, or, or you know, having being a widow, or whatever it is. So there's a lot of kind of cultural sort of norms that people always kind of you know. There's a lot of gossip that goes on. They think, oh, do you know. So lots of people perhaps don't make that move because they feel no, you know, people are just going to talk about it. this is not appropriate my yeah. age and things like that, but. That's so. That's, that's so really sad. not nice, really. Exactly, and because you know, people move on with their lives, and if you meet somebody that you truly fall in love with, you should, you know, grasp that happiness, and the children will understand because they will have their own lives, they will have their mm. own loved ones, mm. and there are lots of these people. A survey published in 2015 by the China Research Center on Aging showed that over a quarter of people 60 and over were either single, separated, or widowed. <clears throat> so we are talking about a lot of people. And according to a survey from 2014 by Renmin University, nearly 10% of old, old people live alone. And traditional attitudes towards old people remarrying and potential opposition from children do not help. Mm. So that is a, a factor, I think, that people are concerned about. There's a thing called Not Too Late After All that's a show that's on TV where contestants ask pointed questions of potential partners, such as whether they have a pension, a house or any children. Mm. You can see this as being, a, uh, you know, we were talking about you have to be careful about how much you reveal about these things. Well, that financial incompatibility, because money matters more than you think. If you've got someone who's really set <coughs> with their retirement and somebody who is sort of in the red all the time mm. or or just... Yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose the other factor that you need to keep in mind is that, um, you know, when you are at this age, you may find somebody tomorrow and you may suddenly find that that person's health deteriorates and then mm. you might become a carer. Yeah. Y you know, this is another thing. And, you know, they said that in some of these things, people can advertise what they're looking for. And in one particular instance that I read, somebody had actually advertised, I, I want a servant. I want somebody who's going to look after, look after me. What? Uh, but I can't imagine somebody answering that. And saying, "Yeah, I'll just be a servant type yeah. thing," you know, because it's a it's a two way street here. But but you can see that, like, unless they've got some sort of like fetish, yeah, some people, yeah, you like, know. But. And then there's somewhat more about um, uh, want to know more about the match's health or previous relationships. In a clip that went viral, a 70 year old man said he was, as I said, he was looking for a servant. Um, and then this thing, this not too late after all, receives an, on average 80 applications a day, according to their producer. And for, for those who don't make the cut, there are still other ways to find a mate. 
Um, and then they said that there are sort of certain urban green spaces are known for their matchmaking corners where parents tried to set up their children and old people put up posters introducing themselves and stuff. So there may be certain locations, certain clubs and things like that. But other ways that certainly older people can start that whole process off is obviously by staying sort of socially active, mm. you know, um, utilizing online date dating platforms like this, attending social events and gatherings, staying connected to friends and family. Volunteering is also a good way of meet meeting people. other like-minded people and things. Exactly. Um, and consider sort of senior living communities. Oh, yeah. You know, where That's they right. could then interact, and which is probably a nice way of, you know, if you can find something that's very nice. Yeah. And, and if you live in those conditions, like in you may not necessarily find love, but at least you'll have that social aspect mm, mm. Um, of it. I often imagine. And and yeah. obviously taking care of yourself. I mean, no matter what you say, whichever age you are, things like your appearance and how you carry yourself, how you are, like these, you know, whatever age you are, you are still going to find somebody attractive or not attractive. Exactly. And so if you're going to look like the back end of a bus and just go along and not bother about your appearance, and and, and that applies both ways, although sometimes the, the focus is put more on females, but, but I think it's so important for you to, for your own dignity, for you to look after yourself and make mm. sure that you look okay and you feel okay and you're confident with yourself. Um, and patience and persistence, obviously. Mm. But, mm. but it's an interesting subject because um, <clears throat> I hadn't realize some of the uh, some of the apps there's one called our time there's silver singles senior match zusk another popular dating app for older people e okay yeah e harmony yeah. okay cupid well, so so I'm amazed. I didn't realize there were so many. Yeah, so we have hope for us in the future. Yeah. <laughs> God knows where we'll be, what we'll do. But uh, That's so funny. Um, one point also to make is that um, red flags, and this is one thing that I read that, you know, I think it applies as well for when you're dating in your senior years, is, is the X factor clinging to the past. Because, you know, yeah. people in their, <clears throat> let's say, 60s, 70s, 80s, they may have ex-spouses. And the way they talk about their oh, past I relationship know. might be an indicator of their readiness for, for, for the next relationship. And we're not saying that you're necessarily the rebound, but sometimes maybe they're just not quite ready for... And it takes understanding for the other person to yeah. accept that they're talking about their spouse and stuff all the time. Yeah. I know my, my father um, was very attached to my mum and, and, you know, my father got married again um, and and she was lovely, you know, my stepmother's very nice and everything. Um, but my father, I remember, you know, I was very conscious of the fact that he would always mention my mum. Mm. He'd always say, oh, you know, she used to do this or she used to do that. But um, my stepmother was very understanding about it yeah. and she oh, was wow. really okay about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's Because it can feel like you're living in somebody's yeah, shadow. Yeah, it's quite hard, I think. Yeah. I think you have to be a bit sensitive to that because... You know, if that person who you do end up with has not had a previous relationship, then and that yeah. applies. I think that applies to any age group, frankly. Mm. But you may have had other relationships, even when you're in a marriage and you're quite young, where you think, okay, that person wasn't right, but I like this about them, and you may bring them up. You know, sometimes people say, "Oh, my ex said this," or "My ex said that," uh, yeah. and it's a quite quite common thing. But it can have a real 
effect on the other person where they think, oh, am I not matching up to what you want? And yeah. Sadia, before the pro program started, we were talking about sort of certain barriers that stop people who are a bit older getting into, you know, serious uh, commitments. And one of them is that, do you think people can be sort of set in their own ways? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think certainly, uh, I think certainly when you think of the 50 plus who are still single, um, I think what's happened is you've spent your whole life by yourself mm. and you're very set in your ways about how you want things in your home as well and what you want and also what you're looking for. Mm. So you start to get quite picky about things. And I, I just feel you need a very realistic view. I always look at it as common denominators. And, and that's how I ended up getting married <laughs> because I felt like, okay, you know, there may not be great passionate love here or whatever, but if you have the right common denominators with that person and share a lot of those things, that's probably a good basis, a good foundation to, to have a relationship on. Yeah. Um, and I think it's when you reach 50 plus and you're single and you are actually really wanting to find a partner, you have to be quite realistic and think, okay, if there's some things that are not quite right, maybe I can work on those. I need to compromise. And it's a two-way street. The other person may feel the same, yeah. but you have to not disqualify people within the first 10 seconds of meeting them. Mm -hmm. I think so many people go on first dates and they think, oh, you know, no, there's no chemistry. But how do you know? Like, I think you need to be able to see somebody a couple of times before you s suddenly find things that are attractive about them. Even when you get married to somebody and, you know, you may have not known them for very long, it, you see things that you wouldn't have seen before. Yeah. So I think you have to allow for those things. You have to be a bit more accommodating. I think so too. Right, Sadia. Well, thank you so much for another great chinwag, and I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you very much. And a quick look at the weather forecast for today. Mainly cloudy with sunny periods, moderate east to northeasterly winds, occasionally fresh offshore. And the outlook, it will be mainly fine in the next few days and dry during the day. It's 28 degrees Celsius at the moment, and the relative humidity is at 70%. <laughs> It's 11.30, the news update with Ben Che. A Hong Kong winding up hearing into the indebted mainland property giant Evergrande has been adjourned. But a high court judge told the company there'll be no more delays and it must come up with a restructuring plan. Justice Linda Chan told the court that the next hearing on December the 4th would be the last before a decision is made on Evergrande. Shenzhen authorities say four people remain in intensive care with brain injuries or pelvic fractures after Friday's roller coaster crash at the city's Happy Valley theme park. Officials in Nanshan district say a total of 28 people were injured. And Israel's intense bombardment.